Hello, and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Mozane from the Advanced R&D Podcast. Hello. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good. Uh, just woke up, so I'm tired, but that's when I make my best podcasting, because I'm always tired. Yes, and this is the end of my day, so I'm going to go to sleep immediately after this is done. I'm probably going to go back to sleep immediately after this is done. <laughs> yes, well, it is the weekend. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the one day I get. Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds miserable. I, I get a day in the middle of the week. And I typically okay. go play a bunch of games. Yeah. So, I I do get a day. I just wasted on playing this game. <laughs> I wouldn't call that wasting a day. Oh, no, I just waste my sleep getting to play. <laughs> yes. Uh, but for those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. So uh, I'm active a lot of the Discords. I help run the TTS leagues. Um, I am also a part of the Turn Zero uh, podcast crew. Uh, me and Kenny specifically run our own podcast. Uh, affiliated with them called Advanced R&D, where we do something a little similar. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't focus on specific characters, but we focus on uh, list restrictions to build uh, lists that are not really competitive lists, but uh, sort of operate like competitive lists, I guess. Mm -hmm. But uh, It depends on how spiky your guest is, is how competitive the list comes out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Sometimes it's way worse than others. Mm -hmm. Uh but with the same general mindset of find a way to use, typically we try to find a way to use things uh, that typically aren't, but like on a macro scale, we try to like, and to pick people's brain about how they build lists specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I kind of view it as the other end of the coin of Morlocks. Morlocks is about raising up the bottom and advanced R&D is about chopping off the top. Yeah, pretty much like encouraging people not to use the top. 10% of models in the game mm -hmm. for once. Yes. And uh, I was recently on an episode of Advanced R&D. By the time this episode comes out, I will have already played my game against uh... Will H from House Party Protocol. Yes, my main <laughs> mind went blank for half a second. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Will from House Party Protocol. Um, and I get to play the Counter-Strike list, basically. Which is a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I will say, like, when someone comes on, um, typically the the thing that always makes me and Kenny the nerv most nervous is when they're, like, really excited. Like, oh, yes, this is... This, like, this isn't even a restriction for me. And we're like, oh, no, what have we done? <laughs> and that was a good feeling we got from you. But no, it wasn't... It wasn't like when Nate put Corvus Glaive in... Whatever he put, I don't remember what he what he played, but he played Corvus and Proxima. We're like, oh, we didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, it was all good stuff. It was just funny. We're like, anytime someone says that, we're there's a little like, if we were in the same booth, we'd probably look at each other and be like, oh no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but also, it's like I'm a very different player than Nate. <laughs> yes, very much so. Uh huh. Now, who did you bring for us to talk about? I brought Loki. Uh, I love Loki. Um, 
I kind of think about Loki every time I build lists, even if uh, it's probably not a good idea to have him in there because I think he's one of the most fun pieces in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, if I can think of another way to like to play him some more, I would love to because uh, I don't get to field him enough. So we have had, talked about Loki on this show before. Um, in that, we did an... Um, a uh, unaffiliated power death and taxes strategy that has continually evolved and it's very fun but it's not something we're going to touch again this time because that is something we have already covered on this show right yeah and that's something you played against me actually <laughs> yes and I am sorry for what happened that game I mean there's no reason to apologize it was really cool uh, yeah. I lost hard but losing happens yes uh, and then I lost my next sense. two weeks to getting utterly smashed by Web Warriors. The, the same, like, Web Warriors twice? Uh, no, the next week was Web Warriors, because I mm-hmm. disc... Uh, so the same thing happened the two weeks in a row. Which was, um... Uh, I discarded uh, the secure I wanted. I won priority and then discarded Origin Bombs. Oh, no. Um, so against Web Warriors, I got smacked hard. And then I'm trying to remember who I played in week three. Um, I think it was Blackwater. Yeah, I think it was Blackwater that I played against. And oh, just, no, yeah. And it ended up being cubes and... Because uh, I was expecting them to bring out scrolls, so I went for... Uh, what's it called? The one that... Um, Extremist 3.0, but it ended up becoming Cubes Extremist, which was a terrible matchup for me. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even get to play my week three. Oh, it was I'm supposed sorry. to be me and Kenny. It was supposed to be me and Kenny, but um, we were planning on playing live at um, NashCon. NashCon, but um, we just never had time. There was so much going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, he forfeit, and it's my only win so far. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed I, I'm... I did not get the chance to go to NashCon, but it was so far away. It is very far away. It was a it was a great time though. Mm-hmm. And next year, I think they're gonna have we have or next year quote quote if it happens next year, but next time they have already been pre-approved for um, I think 64 people. Nice. Because we filled up the 36 slots extremely quickly. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. even bigger, but better time. <laughs> yeah, but it's still going to be super far away. Yeah. Yeah, it is going to be far away. But hopefully, like, the hope is that we can make it cool and big enough that mm-hmm. people are willing to travel. Yeah, but I am <laughs> one of the farthest away of, like, the major mm-hmm. podcasters. Yeah. We'll remote you in. We'll do one of those things where, like, you get, like, like they do in schools, where you get the robot that you FaceTime with, basically. For, for we'll a live episode for of, of, of one of a podcast? Yeah. That'll be great. And so you can play. We'll just have someone move your models for you. <laughs> that will end well. It'll be gr- amazing. And I'll probably bring some jank that whoever is moving for me is like, why did they bring this? 
I don't know. Just well, we're going to recruit some guy off the street. Like, hey, you want to make some money this weekend? Just move models on a table. So he just won't have any idea what's going on. And everybody, I'm because I'm still working on the unaffiliated condition list that just keeps getting better and better. Um, Mike DeLuca, actually, he um, he came to NashCon and he played unaffiliated the entire weekend. Yeah. It's but, becoming better and better. <laughs> yes, but my unaffiliated list and his unaffiliated list are very different. Oh, I, I, I'm sure. But, like, it encouraged me of the um, the ability to play unaffiliated. Like, you don't... You're not... This disadvantaged because you don't have a leadership. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like, my list is like, we're playing Crystal... Scarlet Witch, Agent Widow, Hawkeye, Star-Lord. It is a jumble and a half. Yeah, I, I want, I want a, I want to see a good special conditions list. I'm excited to see that. Well, kick them when they're down is so good. Kick them when they're down is really funny. It is, it can get dumb. Um, and I cannot wait for Bayomoto to get into the list as well. I'm just excited to get Baron Mordo in my hands. He looks awesome. I know. But that is that is a digression, and we have a character to talk about, Loki. We uh, do. Who is a really fascinating figure on the table, because unlike a lot of other figures in this game, he is a slow advantage engine. Yes. he uh, He's not about big explosive plays. He's about... Mm-hmm. Uh, over time, winning you little bitty trades and little bitty advantages until he has more than made up his points uh, by annoying the absolute crap out of your opponent. Mm-hmm. And he is much more evident at being able to do this than a couple other characters that I respect a lot because I think they play in the same realm for appropriate amounts of their points. Um, but that is a conversation for... Uh, let me look at my schedule next week. Um, Sooner than we thought. Yes. Getting the two, the two annoy the hell out of your opponent characters in a row. Which is perfect. always fun. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Loki is um, kind of hallmarked by his God of Mischief ability, which allows him to increase the power cost of all active and reactive superpowers within four. Yeah. Uh, so funny enough, that's not even the part... I almost always forget that ability, which is why I'm just a bad Loki player. Mm-hmm. Um, the things, the thing that, like... I, I like the Mind Gem on him a lot. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. Yes. Um, the thing that, always, that I always do is... Uh, sit him around on points. I am a god slap people. Mm-hmm. I am a god defend and trickster off points just to make him like super annoying and harassing and then move someone that they don't want to be moved mm-hmm. um, every turn. Yeah. And then when I do remember when I do remember God of Mischief, it's almost always on the backside. I'm like, oh, sorry, you don't crit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the mind gem. He does have the ability to play another gem, which I do want to talk about. Because we the have space gem. yeah the much forgotten about space gem. Uh, so 
when they first were, were like teasing the gems, mm-hmm. um, I had said if the space gem is just uh, what's it called, uh, Red Skull's ability to place people mm-hmm. on a stick for one for one point, he'll be one of my favorite characters because he goes from being like a harass piece to a support piece that's like an anti-support piece. Yeah. And then they made the space gym two points. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah. He's just so hard to fit on this with the space gym. Mm-hmm. But it is something that I do want to keep in the back of our minds. At some point, I will be able to convince someone to do a space gem episode. I mean, maybe you can convince me. I've always wanted to do it. I just don't know. I just don't know how. I don't have. I, I lack the the mental fortitude to carry on building a list like that. I think there are some really devilish uh, herb plays with Space Gem. Oh, see, herb plays are like way too big brain for me. <laughs> uh, if if we're gonna involve like a turn one setup play, it's gonna go right over my head. Mm-hmm. I am such a reactive player, which is why I like the concept of Space Gem being able to reactively move my mm-hmm. characters around. Uh, is good, but uh. Yeah, I also I, just, I, I also like it in X Men teams, because um, there yeah. is a section of the X Men identity that is the ability to move your allied characters on on not their activation, and right. being able to like compound on that and really make a team that is like we're going to futz with who's on which secure and stuff and who's where on your turn and on characters who's not the active character's turn. Yeah, yeah like a quick sense. rotation kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. being able to respond quickly like, oh the left the left flank is doing fine, but the right flank needs like one more guy. We'll shoot that guy over to the other side of the table real quick and then they can activate. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um between Jean Grey and uh Cyclops. Mm-hmm. It's, there, there's some interesting stuff percolating there, but that's not like all of the stuff that uh, all the affiliations that I want to talk about. Um, he is Cabal and Asgard affiliated, so we won't really be talking about those two affiliations. Um, but are there any affiliations that jump out to you? So the one that I have fielded Loki the most in that is not affiliated is I have played him uh, a ton in Web Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh in Web Warriors, Web Warriors already the way that I played it anyway, and it's going, it's evolving soon, so that might change a lot. Um, but they like to control you, they like to move you, they don't really like to engage, which is perfect for Loki because he's trying to avoid engagements unless he can win them. And he's uh, very good in the mirror match. Yes, against another Web Warrior, your power economy is just better, flat out. Yeah, and. He can also control people, and he's also just hard to kill. Being able to re-roll and use "I am a god," mm-hmm. and one of the big one of the big things with "I am a god" is how often you'll roll a single skull when you when you look at their roll and you're like, "Huh, man, that's a pretty good roll." I'll "I am a god" and roll three. Uh, that's a blank, a hit, and a and a skull. Well, mm-hmm. the fortunately the web warrior ability helps them uh, leadership ability for miles anyway. Let's helps him. Uh, Sort of shore that up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know how he'd be under Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But he does have a slow beam. Yes. But I'll be honest, I never use that. Because <laughs> I never do damage with it. 
I, I, when I have the power to I am a god, at least the important attack, I will do the slow beam. Um, it won me a game by slowing Angela, um, not that long ago. Was that, was that our game? I think that was our game. Or, or I think, I know you planned on it. I don't remember if you got it off, but it was definitely going to happen. Well, no, I got beam one off and slowed Angela and did a, did a dumb amount of damage and was about to do a second beam when you conceded. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was me. I think that was. Uh, yeah, like, I just wish... with four, four dice is so hard, because, like, people who have good four dice attacks are people like Nebula and Okoye that can reroll it. And I Am a God is potentially almost as good as a reroll. It's just going to be tough if you're not critting. Because mm -hmm. a four dice... Four energy de defense dice can just randomly roll it without critting, too. Yeah. Um... I am also just, I am blessed with the love, with four dice attacks loving me. The luck of the four dice attacks. It's why I play so much Bullseye. It's because his four dice attacks are consistently rolling three for me. And it's kind of dumb. Uh, I got to play with a lot of four dice attacks in NashCon because I played, uh, uh, what's his name? Sam. Mm. Yeah. So I had like him and then i had iron fist flying kick and uh who else was it? Uh, domino mm -hmm. and a couple others i can't think of right now agent widow but in there i didn't i had widow one because ah. i wanted i wanted a two-pointer that was affiliated ah. uh, but i had nebula to koye too too many two-pointers oh i wanted to run seven wide like all the time if i could Mm. It was uh it was fantastic. People were like, "How do I do? All, how do I kill all these dudes?" I'm like, you don't. That's the point. There's too many. I'm a big defender of Agent Widow. I think she is really underrated. Oh, she would have been great. I I took Domino in the slot. I would have taken Black Widow because I wanted the Incinerate specifically mm -hmm. into um Black Order, and I wanted the Anti Crit, which saved my bacon. Mm -hmm. Like, it absolutely did so much work to cancel crits. Yeah, I'm also uh, a Doom Prophecy player, and Domino is the worst Doom Prophecy target. Oh, she really is. <laughs> you do not want to put Doom Prophecy on her. Her, She's cool because she's got the she's defen she's got more defensive tech than she looks like. So when you take that away by uh, Doom Prophecying her, and then she's not getting that much because it's only three dice and she has to roll the the hit like it's not as good <laughs> well it's also that she rarely ever starts her tone with uh starts around with three power there's also that <laughs> um but yeah so um i want to bring up the classically like from the start of the game good spot for loki is steve rogers avengers yes i think about that a lot uh, I like him not having to pay as much for his cool powers. Mm -hmm. Um, one one thing I like too, I, I I wish it would work better is uh, like the space gem costing one would be actually kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It's just so again, it's so hard to fit six points in Steve. Steve is the liability here. Not like a huge liability, but it's just so hard to fit him in with a four point leader. Yeah, it's. 
it does weird sync to your math, but I think that is the point where you start playing a tall list that's full of scary characters rather than a wide list like people are inclined to play. True. That also gives you... So if you took him, uh, Steve, and Thor, that's 14 points, for which is three characters, and you can kind of get flexible from there. But you could also take uh, Get Help, which is probably one of my favorite cards in the game yes that that is a fun card um and we'll talk about it um but that would be a 15 point list with the space gem oh i wasn't thinking space i was Uh, thinking mind i was thinking a 14 of uh steve uh black panther loki space gem okay uh why panther there Uh, curiously because he's kind of, like, of the fours, he's the one that shouts out to me as, like, the best in affiliation four of Avengers. You could probably talk about Vision as well. I don't think we want to have that conversation about Wolverine. Um, Sag. Captain Marvel is also, I don't think, quite there for what what we would be trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Maybe we'll go that direction, maybe we won't. Um, Also, speaking of the affiliations with big leaders, uh, it would be rough to fit him in, but I kind of want to talk about A-Force. The A-Force is an interesting one for me, because I've also thought about some weird characters, and they're like Sinister. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like the idea of taking a character that is survivable like Loki and putting them on a flank by themselves. And, and then just letting them feed them power. Yeah, just give them power all all day, every day, and have them like not need to really build for it. Yeah. And if they if they send people after your Loki or whoever, then like they're not sending people to deal with She Hulk. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're not going to be able to deal with Loki if you play them correctly. Yeah. Um. Another one that I want to bring up, um, who's a very low investment for actual character slots. Uh, is Dormami. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I, uh, I am really intrigued to see how Dormami works. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, cause that's Dormami. four power? Huh? Is that four, four power on Loki? Four power a turn. Um, and I'm just thinking of, you can do a 14, this is probably terrible, but very funny. A 14-point team of Space Gem Loki Dormammu. Imagine that on Panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Panic. Panic is... Is is Panic 19 points? 19 points. Um, so you can add Thor. <laughs> you can play... You could add Thor. 19-point... Loki, Space Gem, Thor, Dormammu with Get Help. Or if you wanted to be, like, absolutely degenerate, you could add um, Corvus with the Reality Gem. So you have two gem wielders that are getting four power a turn. And you can absolutely... Corvus would be getting three a turn. Oh, you're right. I don't know how to math. On the other hand, if we want to be absolutely degenerate, we can use that... We can just fake out a Red Skull early on and bring Modok and just space gem him for it in the early game. 
True. Oh, you could do, um, you could do, uh, because one of the things I think that's cool, oh, no, you can't, sorry. I was thinking Star-Lord with the gem, but that makes him four points, and you can't bring him back with Dark Restoration. Because mm -hmm. I think Dark Restoration's so cool, because it has Crossbones art on it. <laughs> yes, we have to mention the cult of Crossbones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was I was minorly hyped for Dormammu, and then when it got a crossbones on it, I was like, oh, maybe I need to play this. That does bring which... me to another one I want to talk about. Uh, yes. Which is Criminal Syndicate. I was about to bring up Criminal Syndicate, because I think that's a good place for him. Mm -hmm. uh, like, one of the weaknesses of his mind gem bow is that he doesn't get to place multiple people. Like a like a Modoc or a, Enchantress. Uh, like an Enchantress would, but when you're playing in Criminal Syndicate, it doesn't matter as much because you count for two. So when they shove two people on a point with Loki, you're just like, all right, cool. Well, now I'm gonna try to kill one of them, and if I don't, I will bow the other one or bow that one because he got power, hmm. or just don't even bother. You just wait for one to activate and then bow him. Yeah, and then. They have to force you off the point. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is that that is the affiliation where the the model that I lead the cult for exists, which is Green Goblin. You could, yeah, I like Green Goblin with the, any kind of bow characters because you can move people and then smash them. Oh, yeah. uh, and you could also, I mean, and you could also do that in Spider Foes too. You yes, could you run could. like, um, well, you, you could use it him as a setup for the trap list. You could. Uh, Mysterio is another one I like a lot, too. Because mm -hmm. you so, can do Green Goblin, uh, let's see, 4, 7, 10, 15, 17. Uh, you can do uh, Green Goblin, uh, Mysterio, Dark Ark, Loki, Mind Gem, and Rocky Raccoon at 17. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> And it's so hard to, like, you have two people, you have Loki and you've got Mysterio, two people who can um, just move away randomly for mm -hmm. actions. Yep. Um, you got you've got a really healthy spread of uh, attack types. Yeah. Um, you hit everything really easy. Mm hmm. Uh, so it was Doc Ock. Who else is in? Spider pose at three. There's also Craven and Lizard. Yeah. I don't think. I think if you want. You can also mm. do the Craven tech where you activate Craven first, put uh, the beast marker on them, and then you can force them to advance using the mind gem. Yeah, I was just I was just connecting those dots. <laughs> yeah, because you so you get to do one with that and then you get to shoot a building at him with green goblin and then you get to tricks and traps and booby traps mm -hmm. so you could potentially just say that guy's gonna die if you don't get him away from me on the other hand you are losing out on well laid plans which is i think one of the best tactics cards in the game i think it's stealthily one of the best it's definitely like easily one of the most impactful if it works right yeah it uh, wins you the game if it works right yeah um <laughs> That may, I think it kind of depends on what red you take, because like you're not always going to be on a on a red that can that worries about 
Yes. That like if you if you can force like research station for example, where everyone's having to sit in the middle anyway, then Craven becomes like a monster. Yes, and this is why we have ten characters in a list rather than five. Is that how it works? <laughs> That's what I've been led to believe. Oh well, I mean, I, I think you're the expert here. I'll let you. <laughs> I, I, will, I will follow your lead on this one. So we've talked about many different directions. Is there one that calls out to you that you want to follow? Um, I'm really liking this uh, single one guy out and murder them for advancing trick. I don't know necessarily if it has to be spider foes, mm-hmm. but I really like the idea of a. Uh, I really like what we were kind of putting down there with uh, having Loki move a person mm-hmm. and then murdering that person without making attacks. It's a lot of power, though. Yes. So maybe... if we're playing Spider-Foes early in the game, we can just walk them into the Sinister Traps. So, I think I need Sinister Traps read to me, because I always forget how it works. Okay, okay. Give me a second to pull (laughs) it up. Uh, so Sinister Traps, you activate for no cost at the beginning of the game. Uh, uh-huh. Let me pull it up. Sinister Traps, it is uh, activate, uh, may play this during the first power phase. Choose an objective. The first time a character ends their movement within two of the objective, roll five dice. They suffer a damage for each crit wilder hit you roll. If the character suffers damage, uh, they are pushed short. Mm-hmm. So, it's within an within two of an objective token, right? Yep, of the objective token you choose. Right, so you could choose like one of their back ones, and then they can take damage and get pushed, or the yep. middle one if you're playing like research station. Uh huh. Interesting. See, I don't have that card in my hand yet, and I don't like I don't like reading digital. It break it it breaks my brain. Mm-hmm. Does that come with Blizzard Craven, right? Uh, yeah, that comes with Blizzard Craven. Yeah, that one's in the mail. I don't have that one yet. Uh, <laughs> well, I have everything that's out of the. I have all the spider foes now in real life. I will soon. I I just bought my, um, C- Carnage Mysterio. They're on my desk right now, ready mm-hmm. to be built. Very nice. They are. They are fun. Mysterio is like one of my favorite pieces in the game right now. I will say is a... Mysterio is up. Like, I was expecting Amazing Spider-Man to be the annoying one to put together. Mysterio is the annoying one to put together of those four. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm the kind of, like, I'm the kind of uh, idiot that liked to put together Shuri. I put together, like, three Shuri's at this point. Because <laughs> people didn't want to. And I'm like, Shuri's fun. It's a Koye. It's a Koye in that box I hate putting together. Oh my god, that spear... I hate it. I could never get it to line up right the first time. Fair enough. So, which direction do you want to commit to? This is hard. <laughs> You're making me make decisions. Yes, that's something I do on this show. I know. And it's what we do, too. And it's oh. Time for a taste of your own medicine. Um, I think it's new and it's cool. I think we should try Spider-Foes. Dude, I have never built a spider foes list. So it will be really interesting to uh, put one together. And then with all the new spider foes I'm going to play, maybe I'll have a, a list to take to my locals and be like, 
hey, I built this and you're going to suffer for it. Yes. Cool. So I'm guessing we're immediately getting Green Goblin and Mind Gemin. Uh, I think so. Uh, I think that another, another question is, do we... I, I know a lot of people talk leaderless Green Goblin or leaderless uh, Spider Foes. Uh, what is your take on that? Because uh, I don't know enough. I I want to fight those people. <laughs> um, but I also get where it's coming from. Um, because I've made this statement before. I think Green Goblin is not a bad character. He's just the most difficult learning curve in the game. I could see that because uh, one of my friends played Spider Foes. He actually like this is like old Spider Foes, like on launch Spider Foes. Drop off was around. Yeah. Uh, and he did pretty good. He um, he managed to uh, win our locals off of me. I helped him build the list, and then he beat me. And I felt I was like, what, what the f, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Green Goblin went on a good day is like extremely annoying. Yeah. And pretty it's... hard to deal with. The guy is balanced around not having power because if he had power, he would be the most annoying asshole in the game. Yeah, and like, oh god, he's got so much stuff. That's that's my only problem. I can't remember all because he's got two sides. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to remember all the things he does. Uh, so he does he does not have uh the. Like, blow up explosion thing on the back trick or treat no, instead he throws himself me- uh medium if i remember correctly yeah he's got the he's got the for medium yeah mm-hmm. uh but all of his boat his uh builder gets an extra power uh and he loses down one. oh uh, it does <laughs> yes and he cannot interact or hold objective tokens but at the upkeep he rolls five dice and for each crit wild a hit he gains an extra power um, and his right. stat line changes from a 4-3-3 to a 3-3-5. That's so cool that he changes so much. I think if we take Goblin, while he is less output for the bombs and stuff, I think it's best to keep him healthy, to keep him sane. Yeah, it's... The way that I tend to play Goblin is as a weapon of mutual destruction. You have him go pick up an extract, and then he is whoever manages to knock him out to flip him over is going to die when he wakes up unless they have priority. <laughs> That's true. Do you mention this to them too, so that they're scared, or do you just like let them figure it out? I let them figure it out half the time. It's it's <laughs> it's the difference between if I'm playing an experienced player or a new player. If it's right. a new player, I explain this to them because my my plan when I play with new players is i am walking through i'm moving here because i can do this and if you do this i can react in this way and if you do this i can react in this way, and like explain the thought process to them yeah rather than silently moving something staring them in the eyes and when they uh when they do it you're like haha you've fallen right into my trap yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah that makes perfect sense um. uh so, the rest of the spider foes is currently Carnage, Dark Ark, Kingpin, Craven, Lizard, Mysterio, Venom. Are there any of those that really jump out as characters you want in this list? Well, 100% I'm putting Mysterio in there. I mean, you could tell me Mysterio is one of the worst characters in the game, and I'm going to put Mysterio in there. <laughs> uh, and I don't think he's one of the worst characters in the game. I, I really don't think that either. I think he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, So, we have two. We have a four and a three. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think for what we're going for, Kingpin probably isn't going to be great. Yeah. He does have a throw, and he's tanky, but that's like his entire shtick. So he's not going to do much. Mm-hmm. I think if we did bring Kingpin in there, I think it would be to dual affiliate Criminal Syndicate. Yeah. Because we, we will have Mysterio as well. Mm-hmm. And that might be good if we go to like research station or something. Yeah, that is certainly an option. Um, I definitely want um, Lizard in there. Okay. Um, I just talked about having a throw and being tanky, but that's because he's four points. Lizard, um, Lizard doesn't die, and he's much faster than he looks like because of his medium move on a medium mm-hmm. base. Um, at Nashcon, one of my friends played Sam Spam with all invulnerability people, and Lizard was one of them. Oh, and okay. He, please, please tell me Drax was in that list as well. Uh, he didn't get Drax. He got Proxima Midnight. For his, one of his ally affiliations. So he could have someone that was fast. Okay. Uh, but I, Drax is also right in there. And I think he's one of the scarier ones. Especially in Sam's Spam. Where you can use that move to get into range. Of the person who, who attack. Uh, who who put, who put you have the vengeance token on. Yeah. I think he was just. Um, he wanted the. Because he was typically running six. So he could only had two mm-hmm. slots. For out of affiliation. Lizard was in every single list he played, and Lizard was his all-star. Um, yeah. And then he typically took Proxima so that he could rotate really quickly because the list was kind of slow. Uh, mm-hmm. And it worked out really well. He got top four. Good for <laughs> he, him. he lost. He lost to me. He beat me in cut. He beat me in Swiss, and then I beat him in and, the cuts. Yep, that. that I got right in. Um, but Lizard absolutely impressed me i didn't get to see any of his cool cards uh because that's not what he was running mm-hmm. but it I, was i have seen uh, a very dumb dune prophecy uh monkey brain i don't even oh i forgot i don't have that i don't have it yet. that's why i don't remember what it is uh, it's the that's... area two. uh he pushes everyone when he hits them right yes but it's because you're playing doom prophecy uh, Monkey Brain is Lizard Home. Uh, it becomes a ten dice attack area to attack. Is it? It's a six die attack. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of dice. Um, that's that's a thing to think about. Mm-hmm. I'm not meant typically a a, a Doom Prophecy player because I play so wide. So those yeah. kind of things like escape me. Mm-hmm. But that's um, something for later. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want so to bring we... another four? I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at Venom because he's another way to move people. Mm-hmm. Um, but so is Mysterio. So is Doc Ock. Um, and Doc Ock is also really good. Doc Ock is really good. Also, the he... scariest Doom they target in the game. <laughs> yeah, very potentially. Uh, do you know the math about his flurry, uh, his strike with Doom Prophecy? I have not heard the math. It averages 5.5 damage an attack. <laughs> that's a lot. And it's a builder. Yeah, for a builder, that's a good bit. I, but there's one thing I want to do. Uh, I feel like for a lot of Doom Prophecy plays, I want to play, personally, uh, all you've got. 
Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I do not want to play all you've got in this. Fair enough. I want to play something a little bit trickier uh, that's not just raw output, which is why I want to put Carnage in there. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, partially, so Carnage has that one card, I don't remember what it's called, um, where he gets to move someone. Is it Carnage Rules? Yeah. Where he gets to I advance someone? So. I can't so remember which one is which. Let me look it up quickly. Yes, this is it. He spends four. You choose a character within four and advance them short towards Carnage, and then Carnage gets to make a, a symbiote tendrils attack. Mm -hmm. So, I think one of the weaknesses, if we're going for this trap build, is going to be a lot of characters, like Sam, or yeah. like Guardians, because you're not going to have enough output with the traps to do enough damage, mm -hmm. and then there's a potential to be able to slide in and do mean things to you. Uh, I think Carnage is a good way to store that up, so into those matchups. Mm -hmm. You have another advance, that Craven can, which Craven's also in. I don't. I, I forgot to mention. Craven, Craven can also. Um, he he can trigger Craven's advance thing, mm -hmm. and then more tricks, and then he can kill, and then he can paint the town red and move and kill and kill and kill, and so like for those matchups where I think we absolutely need to kill people, Carnage is good. Yeah. Um. And in those matchups too, I think I'm comfortable taking Dune Prophecy because I should have priority. Yeah. Um, um, and Carnage doesn't need to live with his. He he just needs to kill. Yes. Um. But that brings us to seven characters between Loki and in affiliation characters. Um. And I have a couple out of affiliations that I want to bring up. Uh. The first one we already mentioned is Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon, I definitely like because I think we need a two pointer. Mm -hmm. Um. I think, for me, we're looking at three for this list. We're looking at uh, Akoye. Rocket and Nebula. Um, Wong was almost there, but I still like. I don't know how much I like Wong. I yeah. like the fact that he gets power, mm -hmm. but it's so hard to like justify just having someone stand there and do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, um, but but Rocket I, slaps. Yeah, I love Rocket, um, and I don't want to play another Okoye mm -hmm. because I play Okoye in every list. And I think with the way that we're going to play this list anyway, like she's, she's obviously still going to be good, but we don't really need a bodyguard. We want people to hit our guys so that we get power. Yeah. Um, and then we want to use that power into doing cool things. And if she's just absorbing a lot of power and damage, they're not getting as powered up as they normally would be. Yep. So I think removing that, uh, that temptation to not have our guys get hurt is good mm -hmm. um nebula would be good but yeah. i i think we she's, she's one really to have a back point character right now yeah and rocket does it perfect mm -hmm. um, and he, he he falls into the tricks and traps thing he builds a lot of power really easily mm -hmm. unlike most of the other team the rest of the team <laughs> so they i think that's a good point surprisingly power generative yes 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 they can uh they're not they're, they're not uh, known for it. <laughs> and I want to bring up a friend of theirs that will help them do that much better at the three-point slot, which is Baron Mordell. Dar Baron Mordell. Okay, let me uh, look him up because he's he's new and I'm he's new and shiny. Yes, because he's got um, okay, he's got two things I like now that I'm looking at him again. So he's got the Death's Decree for a damage. Mm-hmm. 
Which, uh, this is a very tanky team that does not mind damage, and, like, if you're doing that on Lizard and he just heals it up at the end of the turn... Yeah, he, he just doesn't care. And, like, so if you're two out of affiliations... Only downside is you don't... you No, so if you, you're... Uh, if you do Baron and Craven, you can get like three dice swings on some of these builders, and some of these builders are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, their only issue is that they're four power or four four um four dice. So that can actually be really cool. And then we're talking about them being tanky, and then wanting to get hit so that they can gain more power. And uh, oh no, he's not the one with the heal, is he? No, he's not. But... Oh no. But he does have Soul Bomb. Yeah, he has. He has Law take all these conditions. He yeah, he <laughs> has Plate Spread for specifically Incinerate. Yeah, is... that's actually really good. <laughs> <laughs> incinerate and Hex. And so his builder or not his builder, his spender puts, um, Incinerate on people. Yeah. We have, is our only other method Green Goblin? Yeah, but Green Goblin's very good at it. Um, and well, no, and here's the thing. Um, if we go to Green Goblin, his three uh, things that he gives out is Bleed, Poison, and Incinerate. And two of those are things that Plague Spread. That's Ooh, true. Bam, That's true. Um, I'm trying to think who else... Who does slow in this? I don't think anyone else does slow. Unless Lizard does, and I'm not thinking about something that he does. Uh, yes, on his spender, he gives bleed and slow. So we have a way to spread, spread slow if we want. The only one we're not going to do is Hex. One of, he has Hex on his card. Oh, that's better. And also, remember, Loki gives out slow. True, Loki gives out slow. Again, and, I never think about that beam. <laughs> and suddenly, also, doing a Baron Mordo attack, like a seven-dice strike with I am a god. That sounds awful for someone. Not Loki, but definitely someone. That just seems, like, mischievous to all ends. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the Baron Mordo inclusion. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm digging that. It also gives us a, another access to Mystic. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if we're really needing to stack Mystic, him and Mysterio can kind of buddy cop into whatever you need to kill, like a, like a Black Panther or a Steve Rogers or something. Yeah, and uh, also suddenly you can make Curtain Call an 8-dice attack that also has a throw and a wild stagger. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And then um, that makes the Grand Illusion even more like oh, painful. Yeah, which we will talk about that. Because Grand okay, Illusion okay. is terrifying. Yeah, Grand Illusion is, like, absolutely bonkers to me. But we have one slot left. Uh, let's quickly check our point values before we commit to this final slot, just to make sure that we have everything covered with a team we like. Right. Um, sadly, we will not be able to play the Mind Gem at 14, just with the way we have things set up. I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we could always go unaffiliated. Is there any unaffiliated builds we could go at 14? Probably. I That is not auto-designated in the builder I have. So we will have to do the math by he head. Um, 
But if we're starting at five points, Loki Mind Gem, uh, I think we want Mysterio in there. That puts us to eight. Uh, that and leaves then... us six more. So we can play uh, Lizard Bear Mordo. Or uh, Craven Baron Mordo. Yeah. Or, depending on our opponent's matchup, Carnage Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I was about to say we could do a two and Carnage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if we wanted to get affiliated, just no leader, we could do Craven Doc Ock. Yeah. So yeah, we've got options. We could go leaderless. And if we wanted to go unaffiliated, totally. Yeah, we, we, we'd be four wide, which isn't the best. Mm-hmm. But it's not the worst, especially if we can kill someone. Well, and also I want to talk about this in the context of the lesser used 14. Mm-hmm. Senators. Oh, Senators? Senator is another one that's like, wait, it requires some some uh, turn zero uh, <laughs> preparation. And uh, I, it's too big brain for me. Early early game stuff is early game stuff is so so like galaxy brain in my eyes. So you're like, saying, despite being part of the Turn Zero podcast, you're not a fan of Turn Zero. Uh the the Turn Zero I like is prepping. Like my style of play is very reactive. Mm-hmm. I like building a toolbox. So my Turn Zero is typically figure making sure that I have every tool I need to like like overcome the things that I am scared of. Uh. But as soon as you're like, well, if you do this, 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 and this, you get like a turn one advantage. I'm like, huh? Yeah. No. Um, it's too much. So then for 15, we get Green Goblin, Loki, Mind Jam, and two of the three pointers in affiliation. I like it. Not going to complain about that. 16, we turn it into uh, Loki, Mind Jam, Green Goblin, Carnage, and one of our three pointers. Mm hmm. 17, we go back down to the double three-pointer and then add Rocket Raccoon. I like it. 18, we get to do Green Goblin, Loki, Mind Gem, Mysterio, uh, double three-pointer, uh, and Bear Mordo. Or three-pointer, four-pointer, and Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. 19, we go up to um, Green Goblin, Loki, double three point one in affiliated, one out of affiliated, and Carnage. And then twenty, we play Green Goblin, Loki, Mind Gem, Mysterio, Lizard, Craven, Rocky Raccoon. So if we want to get an out of affiliation four for higher point value, or an out of affiliation five for higher point value, we can. Let me think. Uh we had mentioned maybe doing Thor, because Thor would be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um Thor would give us access to the get help mm-hmm. tactics card. Um, another one we could do, we could do... Another... Let me look at the new Sorcerer's Supreme. Okay, another funny one we could do is Cassandra Nova. Because she's got a uh, healing factor, so that's two targets for... Mm-hmm. And um... she has the Mind Possess Advance. She does. <laughs> She's got another advance. And she She's has got... her own trap. <laughs> she does, she does have her own trap. Uh and she'd be a cool she would probably be the swap out for me for Mordo at a higher point value. Mm-hmm. For a like big big boy mystic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Also, um, we have the obvious power pick of we can go Enchantress. I like Enchantress, but let me explore the possibility of uh, Cable Ooh. with you real quick. Cable. So, Cable gives us something that we're kind of lacking, which is good throws. He can throw any. He can throw just about anything on the table you want. Yeah. Terrain wise, mm-hmm. he can. We want to take damage, but we don't want to take a lot of damage, right? Mm-hmm. We want to take enough damage. So his telekinetic shield kind of helps us, like shore up uh, people like Mysterio mm-hmm. when uh, they're when you know they're going to pay two for it. Um, it helps them not die as easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also builds a lot of power, so he's pretty self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, he can also incinerate. Yeah. Uh, and he rotates very fast. We kind of we're kind of playing a slow team. And Cable's not the fastest, but he, if you really need him to get somewhere, he can get there. This is actually a deceptively fast team. That's the thing that most people don't realize about Spider Foes is they are deceptively fast because they have a lot of movement triggers on their attacks in some way. Between Brute. evasive, the short move off of Twixer Traps, or um. Twister, and then hit and run. Right. That's true. Um. I also, I need to bring up one of your favorites. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Mr. Sinister. <laughs> oh, Mr. Sinister. Uh, I like Mr. Sinister. My only issue with Mr. Sinister is he steals the show, which is so fitting. Like, <laughs> Honestly, have you read? I think we've talked about it before. Like, current run Mr. Sinister is like in, in, a, an uh, absolute diva. In what's it called? Crap. Hellions? Yes. Oh and then, like. Oh my god. And, and, and Psylocke barely puts up with his shit. And he's he is, fantastic. He is the biggest diva. And it I, I live for Mr. Sinister uh-huh. right now. Like, I, I haven't I read live... a whole. I, I live with some of the, like, B-rate characters on that team, because they are so bad. (laughs) The, um, the thing I don't like about Sinister in this build is we're trying to, trying to prop up Loki. Mm -hmm. Um, and have him be a team player in all of this. I feel like Sinister steals the show when you put him on the table. Very fast. Like, he does one of two things, either goes off on his own and says watch Queen while I go hold this point by myself. I've actually thought of Mr. Sinister a lot in uh, A-Force. Because mm. um, I think that would be, a, I think that's a really interesting place to put him. Like how we talked about putting him on a flank. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty good at that. Um, but if we take him, we we, we want to like clone stuff. We got to take all of his cards for it. And then we're yeah. trying to support him. And then he becomes the piece on the table we have to protect. And uh, I think he just takes too much attention away from Loki. Like, Loki wants this attention. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I do have another interesting four-pointer. Um, I actually think it's pretty good in Spider-Foes mm-hmm. as a, an amateur Spider-Foe uh, enthusiast. If you would like to tell me that I'm wrong, you can. Um, I've always sort of... I don't like him in any other affiliation but this one. I, I kind of admire Killmonger. Um, I like... I like Pierce in Spider-Foes. Yeah. Because it's really interesting to go, hey, I rolled a wild, so I get to move, make one of your things a blank, and then I get to reroll one of your other things and, mm-hmm. like, deny you two blocks. Yeah. Um, he's also pretty good at building power on his own. Mm-hmm. If 
Uh, he's something that has to like be respected on the table. Um, his only downside, I think, in this list is that he needs his own tactics card. Mm-hmm. Like for a lot, a lot of people think that anyway. Uh, I'm not convinced he needs it, but it definitely can help us just end a game quickly. Uh, if we're starting to lose some some momentum, he can he can go for the big boy, kill them, and then we can win. Yes, um, that is, that is a really nice shout. Um, I want to quickly bring up another character who I love in Spider-Foes and does really dumb stuff, but we aren't quite doing the right style of Spider-Foes, but Red Skull is really good in Spider-Foes. Uh, you, you have mentioned that to me a little bit, and I, I definitely like that. I like him building a lot of power and like doing his weird supporty stuff to people. We sadly don't have Venom, who's like the character he absolutely slaps with. Yeah. Because, like, Venom Red School as a split on a split C is terrifying. Let me, let me, um, reverse real quick, because I know I talked about cool four-pointers with Pierce. How many characters in here give bleed? Oh. Uh, we have Green Goblin, we have, uh, Carnage. Carnage. Uh, do Craven bleed people? Yes. Craven bleeds people automatically. Okay. Uh, Lizard bleeds people on his spender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think you can already tell where this is going. I but can. another cool character that's got... He also stores up a little bit of Mystic. Uh, and he's defensive. He builds his own power pretty well. Uh, and likes a lot of conditions. And, we're, and he, he has Pierce. He has Pierce. We Blade. Yeah. Like, Blade might actually be kind of cool in this mm-hmm. for the higher point values. Yeah. Uh, especially when there's a lot more characters running around that you could put bleed on. Yeah. So he, you, can, you can throw him down. The only downside to that, I'm, I'm glad we, we, we thought about it a bit more with Cable. We'd have to remove Loki to get the Cable it incinerates with Mordo, which mm-hmm. we're not doing. That's, yeah. that's not happening. And Mordo um, does not disperse bleed. Right. Um, so I like him at lower point values for the help, but at higher point values, I think we can get away with having him blade go in and be absolutely obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And he plays into a thing I want to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, are you good with blade as a final choice? Um, unless you can convince me otherwise. I I am happy with Blade. I like Blade a lot. I think he, I don't know if he really provides a whole lot, like, extra, but he definitely, like, does good things in the list. Like, yeah. he definitely is already, like, there's a lot of setup for him already. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, like, plop him and Carnage on the table, you've got two guys you gotta be like, what the heck do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he adds another four physical defense to our lineup. And something this is that true. Spider-Foes is actually scarily good at is Mutant Madman. So, I remember how I told you about my friend that played all invulnerability stuff. Yeah? He played Mutant Madman five games out of five in Swiss. <laughs> and his best trick was... Hey, I realize I'm not going to kill you because I have a four dice builder, but you're also not going to kill me, and I have four dice. So I'm going to walk over to that point that you're contesting with one guy and just roll two successes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Mutant Madman's probably, like, auto-included. Yeah. 
no, it's it's scary how good the Spider Foes are at that. Uh, at this, for like, for a faction that is considered power stars, they are amazing at a pay to flip. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like they're so hard to kill, and mm-hmm. like like exactly like how my friend was how Justin was doing it. He uh, he he presents a hard to kill character, and can just they could just walk forward with the one power they made this turn and say, "Well, this is mine now." Mm-hmm. The uh, only one that's not good at it is Mysterio. Poor Mysterio. Yeah. But like we we got a bunch of sweets like Loki is a sweet, but he still he still slaps at it. Uh, Carnage is a five. Yeah, Carnage uh, Carnage takes what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he just walks up and go and and sets down a tentacle and goes, "Try me." <laughs> They're like, "You can have it." <laughs> I don't want it. I didn't want it that bad anyway. Yeah. Um, other secures. Um, I'm thinking we. We can be fighting very well, and I think Demons Downtown is a very fun scenario. Yeah, Demons Downtown is probably cool, especially if we get Baron Mordo in the mix mm-hmm. at, the, at a higher point value somehow, because uh, he'll be able to spread that incinerate to people who aren't standing on points. Yeah, and um, it helps our it helps our builders build better, mm-hmm. and, and then we can snowball pretty quick. We also are a team that can make use of a lot of power very well, so I think Infinity Formula is a good call. Infinity Formula is cool. Um, let me figure out how to change this. There we go. Cool. Because uh, there's another one I was thinking about. And I'm trying to figure out if it's actually good. Which one were you um, thinking of? I'm, try- I'm trying to remember. Hold on a second. <laughs> Explain it to me. I can probably pull it out of my head. Um. No, Terrigen's bad. Yeah. I was, I was thinking we have tanky people. It might be cool to have like the double point. But the poison hurts us. Well, it doesn't hurt us. It hurts Loki. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it hurts us because suddenly we aren't generating power for turn. So we can't... Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it prevents all power for turn. Yep. It, it, uh, it reduces by one. That's right. I was thinking stun. Yeah, and stun uh, is also... Is uh, yeah, which is also not fun for us. Yes. Stun is something we cannot we cannot deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I like that. My only issue with... Maybe Infinity Formula would be that our opponent gets to get power two for free. Mm-hmm. If they can do power better, that might be a problem. But we don't always have to run it. Yeah. So we, I think that gives it gives us the two Bs to work with. I think B and E are our favorite objectives. Mm-hmm. So we can pick a side and then rotate. Yep. When we need to. Um. um now let's talk about extracts, which I think is where we're going to be a little bit more interesting. Um. I think research station. <laughs> okay. Let's get that in there. So even if we get like a B objective, right? So we pick one side and then we can commit to the middle. Mm -hmm. And then we have like drawn one side of the table to defend. Mm -hmm. I think that's our preference. I think we like having Mm -hmm. an area to control. And that helps us even on our Bs. Or if someone else gets like a, a D map, all of a sudden we can control our back, one side, and the researcher and we're doing good. Yeah. Um, cubes? I was going to bring up cubes. I definitely think it's good for us. We are also in the land of four die builders. Yes. So, how do we feel about the hammer? So, I like hammers, but I like playing my tactics cards. 
we have a lot of guys that want to play tactics cards mm-hmm. that aren't exactly cheap. And then it, the hammers can help, but it's dicey. Yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. And it makes it uh, harder to play those tactics cards. Uh, so it's kind of a double-edged sword in this build. Yes. That makes sense. Um, the uh. other one we could do is we could do um, either uh, alien ships might be the better one. I love or me scrolls. Some, I love me some alien ships, so I'm down for that. We and don't it's, want. It's what? Sorry. It's the one that Amazing Spider-Man and Angela hate. Yeah, they they're not fans unless they run up, get it, and then leave. No, they can't. Oh, the alien ships only let them move once. Yep. Oh, okay. I like it. I have played multiple games. I played in my Inhumans list. Um, I have a Red Skull Inhumans list. Um, that you play alien ship and then Angela runs up to the middle, flips it, first activation, gets stuck there, and then uh, uh, Black Bolt just walks up, uh, no matter the cost, Master punches her into your team, and then she dies. And I like it because it does an extra damage if they're not attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps us with tricks and, with like killing them with traps. Mm-hmm. Um, they can only move once, so it's easy to track down that person. Yeah. If we're taking it or even Creecore, right? Or, yeah. or, or I'm sorry, uh, Skrulls. Yeah. So we can help. We can hunt that person down, and we can. We are so good in this list at singling a single person out and bringing them into our line and murder murder facing them in every possible way. Yep. Um, I, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not our favorite. I think it's like you said, if we're playing against very specific matchups, like if you see an angel or an amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like you probably want to plop it down and, and uh, try to lock that character Or a web down. warriors team in general. Yeah. Because they don't really like the... But, well, that and... Um, Research stations are okay into them or cubes. Actually, like all three of them aren't terrible in the web warriors. Mm-hmm. They're okay with research station, but it's a whole lot to keep up with. Well, and also we we have the hidden secret of uh, secret tech against uh, web warriors of arch nemesis Peter Parker. Who we do? We also have arch nemesis Eddie Brock. Yes. <laughs> we don't really want to hit him with physical, but like. Carnage isn't the worst physical attacker to go into him. Well, we get that, and we get full weevils on it. So five yep. dice full weevils into him. And uh, Venom doesn't get to crit. Yeah. On the defense. So mm-hmm. it kind of helped. Like, he's, if anyone's going to physically one-shot Venom, it's probably Carnage. Yeah. Uh, so I think that is a good uh, crisis spread. I agree. So now let's head into those dastardly, dastardly, um, tactics cards. Um, and There's I think so we... many. Yes, I so think... many to choose from. I think we start out with Senator Traps. It just plays into what we've already been talking about, and it can sometimes just blow somebody up. Yeah, I like Sinister Traps. I have um... done four damage to an Enchantress on turn one before. Does it have to be turn one, or is it any turn? Uh, so you place it on, uh, you you have to play it and place it out on the first power phase of the game, but it does not have to trigger turn one. Okay, that's It just stays there for the entire game. <laughs> Menacingly. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Sinister Traps is good. Uh, 
Grand Illusion yep. is going to be windmill slammed to this build. I think if you run uh, run our boy Mysterio, he's you got to take that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is um, it the Grand Illusion? It's the Grand Illusion. Okay. It, I was looking in the G's, and it was not with the G's, so. Yeah. Uh, it is essentially a uh, freaking... Uh, one turn, uh, it's an extra copy of Bitter Rivals, basically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's kind of like an extra copy of Bitter Rivals. Mm-hmm. Except it could potentially be worse. Yeah. Uh-huh. Especially against, like... Well, I don't know. I don't remember how... I, I need to figure out how it actually interacts with, uh... Uh, Car- with, not Carnage, uh, Corvus. Because mm. that's an interesting interaction, right? Like, it turns his his skull into another skull. So no, it's still a crit? Uh, so it's, the skull is treated as a crit, not that it is actually a crit. It uh, is a crit. It is treated in every way as a crit. Uh, yeah, this is a rules form page saying... It is a rules... Because, uh, like, it could break the game, right? Like, you just go into an infinite loop of, well, it's a crit, but I, I, I have to turn it to a skull, but it can't be and it can't count, and then the game implodes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in... In favor of creating a singularity that destroys the Earth, I say we play Grand Illusion into Black Order. <laughs> I am with you. Um, we just, have not touched... full reset. Yeah, we have not touched the restricted list at all. I think Dune Prophecy is cool. Cool. Um, we may run one. We may not run two. I feel like everyone's talk. I've heard some talk about how Convocation might not use all their tactic, all the re- restricted tactic card slots. Mm-hmm. I think Spider Foes is in a similar place. I think people forget that like they also have really good tactics cards. Yeah, because um, they're also not refreshable. Want, you also want Carnage rules, right? Yeah, Carnage rules is one that we definitely want. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another Lizard one, right? There's no. There, it there's there? Monkey Brain, and then there's Recombob. Uh, there's the one uh, that has Lizard on the art, but it's Spider Foes affiliated. Uh, Neogenetic Recombiner. Recombinator. Blah, 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 blah. That's a bunch of sci fi mumbo jumbo. Yes, which is two Spider Foes characters within three of each other may pass, may, may uh, move three damage tokens from one to the other. So that you can just you can move them around a little bit. Yeah, you can move damage around a little bit. Is it spider Foes specific? Yes. It's exactly. not on here. It's not on MCPDB. There's just Sinister Traps. Huh. It's called what again? Maybe I can find it if I search it. Neogenetic Recombinator. Yeah, that is a large $5 word. That is a lot of stuff. It's a lot going on. It's not on MCPDB. And I don't have the card in my hands. Um, so we've got Dune Prophecy, uh, Carnage, Mysterio, and Sinister Traps. That's four. I don't know if I have room to just to, to move power around right now. No, no, it's not power. It's or damage. Move, move damage around. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, if it was power, it'd be strong. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of which, Advanced R&D might be interesting. Yeah. We have uh, Loki branding. builds a lot of power. And being able to spread it to the the less power, the more power hungry spider foes is a good thing. Yes, advanced R and D lets us Robin Hood is powered to the le- to the more needy members of our team. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. And I like that. Mm-hmm. So that would be number five. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to talk about the other piece of uh, Amazing Spider-Man hate that I talk about every episode at this point, but I think is actually really great in general, which is Marked for Death. Marked for Death is definitely one to put on the back burner. I want to make sure I get all my cool stuff in first before I take answers. Because I'm, uh, I'm in the zone. Active player. <laughs> yeah, but I like all these. I like all these cool. Cr- like, when in Rome, right? When in yeah, Rome. Fair enough. <laughs> um, um, I absolutely think we take fearful symmetry for anti-spider hate, right? Okay. I'm yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Like, I was with you there for a second. <laughs> I, I will never get that card to work. <laughs> it would be. So, and then, like, also, Craven's a big part of our plan, so if he just becomes Peter Parker, we're in a really bad spot. Mm-hmm. What uh, a weird card. I love that card. A card that I want to bring up, because it's solid on a couple characters that we have in here, is No Matter the Cost. No Matter the Cost is cool. You know what we forgot? You know what we missed out entirely? Hmm. I'm just now thinking about it, because I'm looking through. We forgot about Hood and Hood's gang. I... I am not sure about Hood yet. I love Hood. I hate the way they have him in MCPDB, though. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you there, at least. Um, it's the way that I am... How do I face this? I don't think he is quite the synergy piece for this, for this style of list. I think he's going to be interesting in other places. I'm not sure if I personally have pinned down the space where I want him to fit. I can see that. I, I'm I'm a little biased because uh, I'm looking at him for Sam Spam. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he'll fit right and, in there. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be super fun in there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, no matter the cost, I like no matter the cost. It helps with some of our power issues mm-hmm. on certain characters for a turn. Um and That's we have good. really devastating spenders. Yeah, we have some really dummy thick spenders in here. Like, if uh, we have Illusion, which is a mystic attack that, if you're lucky, can do some real dumb stuff, is another advance. Yeah. Uh, we have Green Goblin's amazing Knight of the Goblin. Yeah, Knight of the Goblin is, like, absolutely money. Uh-huh. And Knight of the Damn Fear. Yeah, we have. Oh, we can make it nighttime all the time. Yeah, um, and occasionally you can have Rocket blow himself up. <laughs> the Hadron Forcer man. <laughs> I don't uh, think the... you even resolve the attack. I think he just dies in the middle of the attack operation. Wait, you're right. <laughs> he just dies. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of it that way. Uh, but also, well, like, doing a maximum carnage for two can be really terrifying, especially if you can use it in synergy with, with sadistic glee. Yeah, it makes his uh, it makes him his power, like usage go down, and then if he gets like he can paint the town red to build the the power back up or the yeah. uh, life back the, up. Um, life back up. Mm-hmm. And then Mysterio uh, Curtain Call is also a great spender. Yeah, Curtain Call, actually nutty. And then Baron Mordo has a pretty cool spender, too. Yes. Uh, the is, Reigns of Ragador. It's basically mi- Mystic uh, uh, Knight of the Goblin. Yeah, that puts incinerating people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably not a bad one. Mm-hmm. And seven dice, too. 
Yeah. And he could do that. He probably doesn't need it as much because he's got he's got um a synthesize yeah. from Vision. Mm-hmm. So it's not like as important for him, but if he needs like to clutch it out or if he needs to do two in a turn, it might be a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh we also need to talk about the card with 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 Green Goblin's face on it. Blind, Blind obsession. obsession. So I have a confession to make. I cannot play Blind Obsession because I use the token as my tracker for <laughs> score. <laughs> okay, uh, fam. It is not a lie. I, I it is it is in my um uh template box here because it's got some extra room and I always use the blind obsession token for my tracker because mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Yeah. I all it is another one of those cards. It's a little big. It's got a lot of text, and it's hard for me to read. And it's big brained and I'm like, I don't even like know. Mm-hmm. See, Doom Prophecy is easy. You like, you're like that guy kill people. Put it on that guy, mm-hmm. and then you do it, and then they go kill people, and you're like, heck yeah. Uh, I feel like Wind Obsession takes a little bit more brain power than I'm used to, mm-hmm. to forking out. Yeah. Um. Um. How many do we have? We have two more slots? Yeah, two more slots. And we still have one restricted slot we can bring up. Um, hmm. Well Laid Plans is what I'm looking at. Yeah, no, we have both of them, and Well Laid Plans is really good. Well Laid Plans is pretty good. I like Well Laid Plans. Uh, Blade doesn't have any specific cards, so we don't nope. have to worry about him. We were, good at, we were thinking about Killmonger for a minute, but Blade took that spot. Mm-hmm. Um... We didn't take Thor. Um, so I'm going to make a bold assertion and say I'm going to assume uh, that all you've got is going to get banned. Okay. Uh, because I think one of the reasons I don't take med pack right now is because I'm just scared my guy's going to die and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm-hmm. So field dressing is just strictly better in that instance. Mm-hmm. But if we're operating under the assumption that I am going to be playing into something that does not have all you've got, um, I think med pack works. Actually, we can, keep... can I Ooh. point you to the other healing card? Patch up? Yeah. We so, have a lot of really tanky high health boys. We do. And we have Loki who's going to generate a fuck ton of power. We do. My one concern, well, I guess if it's just Loki, I was going to say my concern is not being able to uh, get a character that can do it, but Loki could do it pretty easily, actually. That may actually be good. It's just, I wonder how often it, would he be standing next to people within two? Is it often enough? Because the three from a med, med pack. pack is pretty clutch. Yeah. I'll leave that up uh, to you. Oh, that's a hard choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd stick with med pack for the flexibility. Mm-hmm. It's not as raw powerful as patch up, but I think there's going to be times where I'm low on power and I just need, I just need to get it out. I just mm-hmm. need to heal someone. Fair I think enough. it'll be use- I think it'll be more useful there for this instant. Fantastic. And that's a full list. That is. And it looks like a fun one. 
I am really excited. I'm actually going to have to play this. I'm going to need you to send it to me so I can play it. I, I can absolutely <laughs> send it to you. That's going to be super easy. Uh, but for those at home, the full list is Loki, God of Mischief, Green Goblin, Infinity Gem Mind, Mysterio, Lizard, Carnage, Craven the Hunter, Rocket Raccoon, Bear Mordo, and Blade. For our tactics cards, we have Sinister Traps, The Grand Illusion, Doom Prophecy, Carnage Rules, Advanced R&D, No Matter the Cost, Well-Laid Plans, and Med Pack. And then for Secures, we have Mutant Madman turns City Center into Lethal Amusement Park. Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. Infinity Formula goes missing. And then for our Extracts, we have Research Station Attacked, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. I like it. It's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I know Kenny's going to be upset that I'm wanting to play a Trap House build, because he was kind of wanting to play one. But he's going Convocation, so he's a dirty traitor anyway. <laughs> I I will try everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this build. I own so, everything in this game. I own almost everything. I had to miss some stuff. Uh, but I'm getting caught back up. Um, I Luckily, winning NashCon got me two free box, basically two free boxes. So all I'm currently missing... I need Liz Lizard and Craven are in the mail, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't buy Omega Red because I'm just not sure when I'm gonna play him. Well, you also I terrified him of him. I I really don't like him. Mm -hmm. He really, but he really disturbs me. I have played Omega Red in an Inhuman show. In humans? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Forcing Terrigen Mist with Omega Red is so funny. Oh, that's true. Um, also, that's you gross. play him in Criminal Syndicate with uh, one of your splash three-pointers being Proxima Midnight. Yeah, I, I definitely liked him in, like, the thought of him in Criminal Syndicate. Mm -hmm. And that's um, another team that doesn't mind forcing Terrigen Mist. Yeah. Uh, oh, when he said Terrigen Mist, for some reason I was thinking Terrigenesis. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, that is a lot of extra damage to just murder people with. Um, where else did I like him? There was somewhere else I liked him. And then I saw the tentacles and I got really upset. <laughs> They're crawling through his skin. Yeah, ugh. that's it. It's not the fact that, because like Carnage just, like I look at Carnage and Carnage is cool. But then like, Kenny has this, has a, has saved on his phone or something. A picture. Why are you whining? Sorry, my dog's just running around the house whining. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so, he uh, he sends me this pic the picture of just, like, zoomed in on the art where it's coming out from under his skin. I've seen that. You showed me that during the Advanced on d episode. Yeah, he, he just sends me that randomly sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why do you do this to me? Mm -hmm. Why are you so rude to me? Also, <laughs> I didn't do anything. I like him in Asgard. I can see him in Asgard. Just... Self-damaging, and then you, uh, and then the next act, you self-damage him with his blow-up spores, um, and then the next uh -huh. activation, you heal him one with Asgard ability. That's true. But, alternatively, because he has those tentacles coming out of his skin, maybe you should just let him die. <laughs> he's suffering enough as it is, like, do we really need to prolong it? Yeah, he's also a traitor to the mutant nation, so... I guess. I don't know. I'll I'll take your word for it. Uh, have Anything you not been get... reading Wolverine? 
No, I haven't read any comics in a long time. I just kind of like... I, I follow pages that talk about them and post like stuff about them. So I know like bits and pieces. How I know that Mr. Sinister is like the greatest thing in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, currently, Omega Red has betrayed Krakoa the Mutant Nation to help the vampires. That is like... That's a sentence I didn't ever expect to hear. <laughs> I really like, don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> and Wolverine is currently trying to track him down. Is he having to kill vampires? Is he gonna? Te- is this a Blade team up? Uh, I don't think Blade is involved, from what I have read. But I'm also like five to seven issues behind. Because that sounds like the perfect setup to like get Wolverine and Blade in a buddy cop. Well, do you know about the Savage Avengers? No. Uh, Wolverine, uh, Doctor Voodoo, and Conan the Barbarian. Okay. <laughs> Conan and uh, I see the savage part of Conan and Wolverine. Uh, what, how does Doctor Voodoo fit into that? I because he's a... he's a mystical man, and I don't know if he gets on super late into the series, but. Uh, the people on the cover of the first issue are Venom, Punisher, Elektra, Wolverine, and Conan the Barbarian, and Doctor Voodoo. Yeah, I can definitely see the savage of that. <laughs> <laughs> like that is a lineup that slaps. Also, yeah, that's a pretty nutty. That's a pretty nutty lineup. We could technically get Conan the Barbarian into Marvel Crisis Protocol at some point. Yeah, that's true. There was another character. Uh, oh, uh, Kenny's been calling for the Incredibles to come into Marvel Christ Protocol because they are Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All at NashCon, he was like, when are we getting the Incredibles? They're Disney. There's a difference between Disney and in the Marvel Universe. This is true. Don't tell Kenny that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my, I, I have put out three articles about characters that I want to see in this game. Um, one non-mutants, one mutants, and one uh, alternate version of already existing characters. All of them you can find at acrossthebifrost.com, but to spoil the non-mutant list, it's mostly runaway members. Because the runaways are amazing. I think, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. You know who's another one that we could get in? Hmm. Uh, we could get Big Hero 6 in, because they're actually Marvel Comics characters. Yes, yes, that one I would be less mad at. <laughs> Um, they also probably wouldn't be the movie versions. Yes. And I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay either way, because I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't be upset with The Incredibles. It's just the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. But no, one of the ones that I need to shout out is, do you know about Joe Fixit? Yes, I do. I think. If he's the one I'm thinking of. Who are you I maybe I think have you played um Yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong person. Uh I know who you're talking about now. I was thinking of have you played um Sentinels of the Multiverse? No. Well, okay, yes, well there's like Yes, but I don't enjoy it. There's a Kung Fu mechanic guy. Mm-hmm. Uh what's his name? Um But like bas- basically he's just like 
I forgot. I thought his it was Mr. Fixer. That's his name, Mr. Fixer. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. Joe Fixit is the Gray Hulk thing, right? Yes, where it's Hulk as a mobster. Do you want a Hulk that can go in affiliation in criminal syndicate and has Tommy guns? Yes. You could have taken out at least one of those descriptive words, and I would have still been on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have said. Hulk and Hulk and Criminal Syndicate, or Hulk with Tommy guns, mm-hmm. and I would have been a okay with that. Yes, and then I'm also hoping my number one for the alternate costumes is Mohawk Storm. Mohawk Storm would be really punk cool. Punk '80s Mohawk Storm. I, I I actually like the Mohawk Storm. Yeah. More than I like Mohawk Captain Marvel, because it just looks way cooler. Yeah. Well, it's a proper mohawk, not uh, where Captain Marvel has an undercut. Yeah, she. It's like she didn't want to commit. No, and, it's, uh, it's it's a different very. It's a different decade of lesbian hair fashion. <laughs> the the undercut is like modern lesbian hair fashion. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Mister Fixit, and it looks like he's shooting shotgun shells out of his Tommy guns, and it's blowing my mind. <laughs> But yeah, there, there are a lot of characters that need to join this game. Give me Elsa Bloodstone now. Uh, Wasn't she kind of teased for Midnight Sun? I think she's on one of the card arts. Yes, she's on one of the card arts. Yeah. Hopefully she will not be in the same vein as Gambit, where it's like, hey, look, Gambit's on a card art, but we're not even going to talk about him. Yeah, well, the only reason I want Gambit to show up is so Rogue can show up. That's fair. We, we both get what we want at that point. Yes. I get to finally see Gambit on the table, and he'll suck, and I can move on, and Rogue will be good. Yes. And I can play with her. And, she, and I'll give her an awesome bomber jacket if they don't give it to her already. So you, you want the you want the, the uh, 90s cartoon Rogue? No. Secretly, but I know they'll never give it to me, is I want X-Men Evolution Rogue. That's the one where they were in high school, right? Yes, it's it's if the X Men were a CW cartoon. Yeah. Okay, I remember that now. I also remember that was my first exposure to Gambit, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know who he was, and I thought he was a bad guy, and I also thought he was creepy because I thought he was like thirty hitting on Rogue. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of creepy. But like. But I I don't think he was thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> X twenty three needs to get into this game, like so much. God, I love X-23, her. Uh, Robbie Rios needs to be in here. Yeah. Really bad. Uh, Psylocke, though, that's going to be a complicated one. Like, to, to make mechanically? Or to, like... Okay, there, uh, there has been some stuff with who Psylocke is as a person. Because, um, yeah. like, when you go through the original Psylocke and, like, her origin stories it's really it is not culturally appropriate i could see that uh because for a large section of the one she is a white girl inhabiting an asian girl's body nice good job marvel yeah at least that's that is like the neat and simple there's a lot more like layers of comic book complication to it but you can boil it down to that yeah, that was like my wife was telling me about there was another early X Men run where there was a Native American mutant. And she's like, 
Yeah, he's never coming back. I can't remember what his name was. Uh, but he was also very culturally uh, insensitive. Okay. He does come back. He comes back in one of the Marvel uh, X-Men TV shows called The Gifted. Oh? Yeah. I If if it's the character I'm thinking of, there there's a kind of weird, like, sort of not quite right, but also just barely passing Native American mutant in The Gifted. Um, that also has my favorite Polaris costume because they turn Polaris into a punk and I'm just like, yes, please. I have never, I don't think I've heard of Polaris. Uh, Polaris is Magneto's other daughter. That makes, with a name like Polaris, that makes sense. Yeah, she's the one who actually, uh, inherited the magnetism and she has beautiful green hair. She has green hair? Yeah. It sounds like an anime. Well, is she Hydra? No. <laughs> no, God no. Do you think any daughter of Magneto would go to Hydra considering how vehemently against Nazis Magneto is? She could be a rebel, honestly. Mm-hmm. She could be like, I you you don't like Nazis. I'm going to be I'm going to be a Hydra agent. Anything about that, dad? You always talk about the other two. Thankfully, she looks like no. a chantress. She looks like Enchantress. Yeah, she kind of she kind of has Enchantress vibes at times, which is why I like when in The Gifted they turned her into a punk, where she could fly because she lifts up the metal studs in her bracelets and her anklets. That's 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 kind of cool. I like that. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, it's the studs in my jacket let me fly. I wear steel <laughs> boots and uh, punk spike bracelets, and they let me fly. Because I can control metal. That is so cool. I didn't even know. I've never heard of The Gifted. Yeah, it is a messy show. I know it because Amy Acker's in it, and I love Amy Acker. Maybe I need to look at this. Because if it sounds like a mess, it might be really fun. Uh, so, post-apart, not quite, it's, it is dystopian X-Men where mutants are being hunted by the government. Okay. You're right. I'm looking at the character list. It, it's John Proudstar, Thunderbird. That's yes. the that's the character I was thinking of. <laughs> I can't believe they brought him back, but I'm. Was he like? Was he okay? He was fine. I remember him not. Okay, okay. Uh, my wife was telling me that he did... didn't seem okay when she was reading it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is a little uh, insensitive. Mm-hmm. God, John Proudstar. Awesome. Um, also, have you heard about Pirate Captain Kitty Pride? Yes. Pirate Captain Pretty Pirate. That's a lot of that's a lot of letters. Uh, Kitty Pride, because she like couldn't jump onto Krakoa, right? Yeah. So she became a pirate because it's way cooler anyway. And and she runs the black market smuggle mutants out of bad countries division. Uh. Where it's nice. her, Storm, Bishop, Pyro, and Iceman run a pirate ship together. That's so cool. And she has the best outfit. I, the um, the most exposure I got to Kitty Pride was in the Mr. and Mrs. X run, mm-hmm. which is probably one of my favorite bait and switches ever. Because uh, it was supposed to be Kitty Pride and Colossus, 
because they were getting married and then they didn't and gambit was like yo rogue like we've already got all our friends here there's already a wedding you want to get married like we could just do it yeah and she's like heck yeah let's do it and they did it and then mr and mrs x and uh, surprise it's about them mm-hmm. uh and kitty pride basically like crashes their anniversary mm-hmm. and all of their like or not their their uh their honeymoon to yeah. be like hey yeah like i know you just got married but uh you kind of stole my wedding so you're gonna go on a mission yeah <laughs> you're like you're gonna you're gonna work while you do this so I just posted the Kitty Pride outfit in general chat. Heck yeah. I think I've seen it. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I didn't see that one, though. That's cool, though. Yeah. God, there are so many great characters that they could bring. And, like, I want them to give me green dress uh, Jean Grey. Just, like, I don't know what that looks like. You haven't seen her original outfit from all those years ago? Oh, I think I maybe... I think they're going to trim out. So... It's like, it was the original outfit, but they've come back around and updated it a little bit for modern times, and it's a current outfit now, but... Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks really good now. <laughs> the classic version does not. No, it, <laughs> it does, does not. not look good. It looks really bad. Of course, the classic X-Men, like, team uniforms also looked really bad. <laughs> yeah, Beast wasn't even fully... That's weird. He was not? No, he wasn't. I don't even want to see that. <laughs> I don't need that in my brain. And, oh god, I need to show you classic. Uh, one second. X-Men in one cover. Ready for shell shock? No. No, I'm not. But I, I can take it. That is... Come on. Their original, original designs from issue one. <laughs> I don't like it. I like Angel with a rocket launcher. Is that a rocket launcher? I think so. <laughs> but like... That's way cooler than he does now. But like, Beast does not look right, and Iceman is terrible. Iceman looks terrible, and he's just throwing snowballs at, at Magneto. <laughs> Which I appreciate that... The way this looks, it is way more effective than whatever Cyclops is doing. <laughs> also, Magneto has devil horns. <laughs> That's awesome, though, actually. <laughs> it's got devil horns on his helmet. But, like, this by what... God, the 60s designs were bad. I like that. And I like that Jane Grey is just in the back dancing. <laughs> Good job. She's doing magical wookity whoop. I love it because... Like, why is there a swing for Beast in this place? Why does Angel have a rocket launcher? Why is Cyclops, like, reaching out and trying to touch Magneto while he's shooting lasers at him? Why is Iceman snowman and throwing snowballs? <laughs> like, everything is wrong with this picture in every possible right way. Mm-hmm. How does Cyclops look dumber than he does already? <laughs> I don't even pay attention to him anymore. <laughs> I used to love Cyclops. Oh, excuse me. Oh, dying. Excuse me. Back when I was a kid, I used to love Cyclops. I was like, oh man, it's so cool. He just shoots lasers out of his eyeballs. And then as I grew up, I was like, wow, Cyclops is kind of a jerk. I do appreciate All that, the time. that they have given him character growth as time has gone on. And they've dealt with the fact that he's kind of an asshole. Has he come to... Ex- is it like... 
I'm an asshole and I accept it now. Is well, that like a shtick? there is the entire part where after Xavier died, um, there was like a civil war between the mutants, between uh, Cyclops who went like hyper militant and Wolverine who was like, hey, we're running a school. <laughs> this is this is a school, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, this is a school. Please put your eye lasers away in school. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? So, I, I am on most of the, the discords for this, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the TTS Discord. Like I said, I run the help run the leagues. Um, so if you need any information for that, uh, I am one of your go-to guys for that. Uh, I also am on the Turn Zero Discord a lot because I am part of that crew and I am part of a uh, podcast called advanced r&d where we uh do similar things to this um not quite the same mm-hmm. uh but similar and you are and where now... we also go ahead oh I, I was just gonna say where we uh we do like you said like the other side we 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 go for the uh shaving off the top you 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 pick from the lower mm-hmm. what were you gonna say uh and you're also now on the morlocks discord i am also on the morlocks discord so ping me if you want to say something to me because like, there's so, I get so many Discord notifications all the time because I'm too too lazy to mute things. <laughs> Fail. Um, and if you want to reach out to me, um, you can. I am Lexa White in all the MCP Discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP Discords. If you want to support the show, come visit uh, Patreon.com/slash/LexaWhite, where you can gain access to the wonderful Discord that we have here, um, as well as uh, see the schedule for the show in advance. Um, see the lists as soon as they are made um, before the episode comes out and get a bonus podcast of me and a friend each month talking about a specific TV show. Uh, I should have just recently released the start of the month uh, episode for the show and uh, the middle of the month episode this week will be former guest Marcus coming on to talk about Stargate, which is a series that I love very dearly. And then if you want to see me, uh, you can also find the articles that I've written on characters I want to see on acrossthebifox.com. And then if you want to see me on a Twitch stream every other Monday at twitch.tv slash the underscore fuzzinator, I teach my friend how to play friends how to play board games. Um, I'm occasionally on the twitch.tv slash the board game dome. And then every Saturday and Sunday morning, I am at twitch.tv slash... Codep Games. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. And keep experimenting, people.